Hey, 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 guys, and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about the most common forms of afterlife communication. Okay, I've listed eight. There's obviously way more, but just from my experience, okay, because I know we have all wished for a sign from our loved ones. Okay, we want to know that their energy is still around us and that they're still watching over us. Okay, we all want to know this. We all want to know that they're okay, that they're reunited with their family and friends and spirit, and that they're not suffering in any way. I mean, that's the, the main thing, isn't it? You know, especially people that we've watched, you know, maybe battle cancer or something else, or even someone who's died after a traumatic incident or accident or whatever. We all want to know that they're not still suffering. Okay, so we're looking consistently for signs or communication from them. Okay, but the reality is that until our time comes to cross over to spirit, we won't know for sure. Okay, we won't know what it'll be like. We only know kind of what we get from communication and signs. Okay, um, but for now, okay, receiving communication from them, it's the best evidence that we have that life continues after physical death. Okay, and that's of course the big mystery, isn't it? Um, you know, is there life after death? And you're here if you're listening, it's because you believe in it. And we only know this because of what we're given by our loved ones that have crossed over before us. Okay. Now, I did have an episode in the past on why spirit watch over us from spirit. Why spirit watch over us from Why our loved ones watch over us from spirit and what they learn from it. Okay. So that was episode 27. And if you haven't already heard that, I'll put a link to it here in the description box attached because I won't be going into that um, in this episode. Okay. So I have done it in the past. So I'll have the link below so you can catch up on that one if you haven't already listened to that. And you know, everything that I say in that episode, it's true and it's relevant. Okay. But sometimes spirits just visit us because they miss us. Okay, we miss them, but sometimes we forget to think about the fact that they miss us too. Okay, and sometimes they're just worried about us. Sometimes we're stressed over something that's going on here. Maybe somebody else has crossed over or someone's sick or we're sick or whatever. And they want to let us know, you know, that they're with us and they're helping us through this. And sometimes they just want to help us. And I want to reiterate a story um, before I go any further uh, that some of you may have he heard before, but some of you haven't. And um, it happened when I was living in Germany when I was a teenager and I was out for a run. And um, I had a lovely what we used to call a personal stereo back in the 1990s. And um, I was listening to Simon and Garfunkel. I remember it very well. I'm still a big Simon and Garfunkel fan. And um, so as I was running, I heard somebody shout at me, run. Now, I was living in the Weinstrasse, as it's called. Um, it's just vineyards for miles around. There was nobody there. And um, this was like probably the quietest road in the whole of Germany. And anyway, I looked around, I thought, you know, somebody else is out running or something maybe and they're taking the pace because I was running. And um, I looked around and there was nobody there. Okay. And so I continued on. I thought I must be hearing things or whatever. And then I heard this voice again saying, run, you know, run as quick as you can. And I stopped and I took off my earphones and I looked around and there was nobody there. I was kind of standing in the road, you know, kind of doing a, a 360 looking around. Is there someone in the vineyard or something or whatever? And at that moment, a car passed, like really unusual. And I still remember it to this day. It was a black hatchback. And there was, I think, five guys inside this. And it was one of those moments, you know, where everything happened in slow motion. I can remember that they were playing music really loudly. You know, when a car passes you, um... And it's kind of go doof, 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 because you can hear the music. And uh, they all looked at me and I looked at them and it was like they drove past in slow motion, you know, one of those moments. Anyway, the car drove past and kept going and it was grand. And I thought, I must be going mad. So I started to run and then I heard this run like f 
F word. And I was like, what the hell? And there was still nobody there. But I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just run here for a minute. So I turned left and I ran into the vineyard. And I jumped in between two rows of vines. And I waited. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm so glad that nobody can see me because... I feel completely ridiculous at this moment. Anyway, within a few seconds, didn't the car come back? It had done a U-turn up the road and it came back and these five guys got out. And they were talking, like I had a little bit of German, but not fluent German. And at that moment, all I could hear was my heart. You know, when your heart, you can, it's, you can hear it in your ears and that's all you can hear. You know, I was terrified. So these guys spent about 20, 25 minutes looking. They spread out to each side of the road because there were like vineyards for miles around. And they were kind of beating against the bushes and, you know, calling out to each other. And one guy was about two meters from where I was hiding. And I was getting ready to run when uh, one of the other guys up the road, he called out something and he must have called him back to the car because they all walked back up to the road and they got in the car and they took off. And I waited another 20 minutes before I came out of where I was hiding and I ran home the back way through the fields uh, or the vineyards, whatever. And, you know, I suppose I was 17 at the time and thinking of it like I was like, you don't think of like what might have happened. Yeah, you knew something maybe bad was happened or they weren't, you know, they weren't looking to, to find out the time or anything. So it was years later when I was... Um, you know back in Ireland family of my own and I was reading in a magazine about um a girl in the US who had had a similar experience she'd taken um she'd taken a lift or a ride as they'd call it in the states from a truck driver and they stopped for something to eat and when she went to use the the ladies room um when she was washing her hands she heard a voice telling her to climb out the window and run and um she didn't listen to it she said I thought I was going mad and anyway, she went back out and she met up with the guy and they took off again. And um, long story short, this guy kept her for eight years uh, locked up in the basement of his house before she got the opportunity to escape. So it was then I started thinking, you know, what actually could have happened? You know, I think as a teenager, you don't always think of the worst case scenario. But as an adult and especially as a parent, you do tend to think of the worst case scenario. But I know that in that moment and to be fair, I suppose... I'd had um, a love-hate relationship with Spirit for a few years before that because, um, you know, you all know that I lost um, my granddad and Kevin within 10 weeks of each other. And, you know, I was angry with Spirit. I was a teenager and I was angry and I was like, you know, why should I do your work given your messages to your loved ones when you can't even let me keep my loved ones here? So it was, I, I really kind of had been ignoring spirit, but after that I started to listen to them again because I kind of knew, I knew that, you know, someone had helped me. And if I hadn't heard that run, that voice shouting at me, like repeatedly, I didn't listen the first two times. It was only the third time that I listened. So, you know, somebody was repeatedly shouting at me to run. So I just wanted to share that again, just to show that, you know, Spirit are only ever trying to help us. Nobody was trying to scare me. You know, nobody was trying to, you know, um, make me scared of spirit or manipulate me or anything. They literally just wanted to help me and they did save me from that situation. Okay. Um, so that's an example of how we can get communication from spirit. Okay. And in that specific example, I um, heard a voice from spirit. But we know that there's many ways in which we can get communication from spirit. So I want to talk about the eight most common ways I have come across, okay, from talking to people over the years, okay? So these are the things that I hear. And I've put down number one as hearing a voice because that's what my example was about, okay? And while we know that the majority of communication with spirit is telepathic, okay? So that's mind-to-mind -mind communication. So if any of you are like fans of sci-fi or anything like that, you know, you'll see that when they're talking about futuristic things where, you know, they can put just a thought in your mind um, rather than like physically speaking with the voice box, okay? And spirit do that, okay? They can put a thought or a picture in your mind directly, okay? So, there are occasions though where we hear the voice of our loved ones whether they're calling our name or they're shouting a warning okay it doesn't matter it can still be comforting to us 
So I just want to point out here that we're, of course, you know, talking about clear audience, which is one of the seven clairs of mediumship, as I call them, the seven clairs. Okay, I don't think that's an official term, but it's one that I've used for years. So if you're unfamiliar with the seven clairs of mediumship, I did go through them all in detail in episode two. Okay, so I'm not going to be going through each one of them here again. But um, in the description box below, I will also put um, a, a direct link to episode two, where I go through the seven clairs. So one of them is clear audience. So clear means clear and audience means hearing. Okay. And when we talk about clear audience, people always expect to hear the actual voice of their loved ones. Okay. Now this can happen. I'm not going to say it can't. It absolutely can. But normally when you hear the voice of um, a loved one. It's normally a memory, you know, of something they said when they were alive and they're activating that memory inside your head. Because don't forget when people or, or souls or spirits, whatever you want to call it, when they pass to spirit, they no longer have a physical body. They no longer have a voice box or a voice. So it's always a memory or footprint of something that happened when they were alive. Okay. So there, you know, and, you know, I talk a lot when I'm talking about afterlife communication about the um the footprint that somebody left behind. And I spoke about it in the past when I was talking about, you know, um the what you call it, paranormal investigations and stuff, you know, that ha places aren't necessarily haunted, but they do bear a footprint of something that happened there. OK, so it's like the memory or the footprint, if you like, of something that happened before and that's the way it is when you're hearing someone's voice okay so if you hear your loved one um calling out to you you know it's your memory of them calling your name okay because they can't call your name in that way anymore you can't physically hear the name so a lot of time when people experience clear audience what they hear is actually their own voice it's spirit's words Okay, but it's your own voice because they can manipulate the way you hear it. But it's, you know, it, they can't necessarily say something with the voice that they had when they were alive because they can no longer, you know, um, put physical words and sounds together. Okay, so but you know, it's them because you might hear them calling you a term of endearment that only they used for you, you know, um, like, for example, if I was to hear Kevin, he'd call me San. He was the only person ever in the whole world that called me San. And he never called me anything else. So if I was to hear him in his voice, you know, calling me Sam, San, not Sam, uh, San, then I know that that's him. Okay, whether it's his voice or my voice, you know, I would know it's him. So you might have, you know, maybe a spouse or a parent in, in spirit that used to have a particular, you know, pet name for you. Okay. So um, in my experience, whether or not someone recognizes the voice, they always recognize who, who the message is coming from. OK, because every single communication you get from spirit is personal and relevant to your relationship with them. OK, whether it's voice or something different. OK, um, everything is personal. They're not going to give you something that you have no idea what it means. OK. So the second one I want to talk about now is smell. And this is such a common way for people to acknowledge that they know that their loved one is around. Okay, they smell a perfume, the aftershave, the soap, cigarette, pipe, whatever it might be. Okay, and there's always a smell that we associate with our loved ones. And it's so personal to them that it's a great way of recognizing that it's them with you. Okay. So, for example, I talk a lot about my granddad. OK, he's still the love of my life. <laughs> and he was in the Irish Defence Forces for years. And of course, uh, you know, back in the day, he was in the Defence Force um, during the Second World War. So like carbolic soap was a staple in my granddad's house, even long after he had left the Defence Forces. He was in the military police based on Spike Island during the Second World War. And... Um, you know, so I would always recognize the sign, the smell of carbolic soap when he's around because that's his smell to me. You know, that and brill cream because, you know, he was of that generation that they all brill creamed their hair. OK, 
So, and you know, cigarette smoke is um, a one for a lot of people. And even when I'm, I'm doing readings for people, you know, I can acknowledge the smell of cigarette smoke, but there's so many different types of cigarettes and pipes and whatever, okay? Each one is individual. And mostly, you know, if you're getting this yourself, you will recognize whatever brand your loved one smoked, okay? So as a non-smoker for me, I'm not always able to recognize different brands. But when you personally get that um, that smell, you know, because you have stronger cigarettes, um, like major cigarettes, um, I don't even know, do they make them anymore? <laughs> or were they just Irish? But I can remember a brand, um, major cigarettes from like back in the 70s and 80s that some of my family would have smoked. And that's a particularly strong cigarette smell. And, you know, cigarettes that you would maybe make yourself with paper and tobacco, that's um, another really strong one. But I wouldn't always know the different brands, okay? But if you get that personally and you recognize it, you know, and it's even happened to me. It's like a hug. <laughs> it really is because, you know, that smell around you brings back happy memories and a feeling of security. You know, it does. If you if you if you've grown up with maybe a smoker in the house, um, I didn't, but um, you know, my grandparents smoked. So when I went to their house, you know, and that was um, you know, the smell of smoke then for me was you know the happy, the loving the carefree environment of being at my grandparents' house. You know, it's still like a hug even to this day, okay? Now, fragrances aren't always confined to a person's appearance or habit, it's not, okay? It can be the smell of a favorite dish cooking or a turf fire burning, that's a big one in Ireland, okay? There can be many things that bring the memory of a person to your mind, but how to know if it's definitely them is what can be you know, it's the smell that lets you know exactly who it is because sometimes we get the feeling that somebody's around and we don't know for sure, but then, you know, we get the smell, okay? And if it's, you know, if it's out of season, okay? So for example, I, I, I spoke a minute ago maybe about a turf fire, okay? So if I was to get the smell of turf maybe in the middle of July when nobody would have a turf fire on, well, you know, that would definitely be unusual, okay? So um, then you know that somebody's around and you've got to think about what does that smell mean to you? It doesn't matter what it means to me. It doesn't matter what it means to your cousin or your neighbor. It's what it means to you that is the sign from your loved ones, okay? So what really makes these signs amazing though, okay? This one of smell is when someone else around you acknowledges that they smell it too, okay? And if they comment on it. So for example, recently, over the last couple of weeks, I have had the smell of cigarette smoke around me, okay? Now, I don't smoke and nobody in my household smokes. Yet each morning for two weeks, I woke up to the smell of smoke, cigarette smoke. And when I was in my car, I was completely surrounded by the smell of cigarette smoke. But my son and my husband commented on this. And um, in fact, I got teased mercilessly. Okay, we're an awful sarcastic household. But I got teased mercilessly for them, by them for being um, an in-the-closet smoker. So they said that, you know, was I smoking on the quiet or whatever. But just a few days ago, a family member passed away. Okay, now this wasn't a family member that I'm, um, I was close to. He was um, a member of my father's family and I'm not particularly close to my father's side of the family. So I wasn't close to him. But I'm also aware that my paternal grandparents were both smokers. So I really believe that they were around because since this family member left just a few days ago, I haven't had this smell of smoke at all. Okay, um, but there's, I mean, there's going to be many, many other things other than cigarette smoke, I would imagine, that these, my paternal grandparents would be able to give to let somebody know that they were around. But I didn't know either of them, okay? My grandmother was only 37 years old uh, when she passed. So, you know, um, she was gone long before I grew up or was even born. So um, there wasn't another smell that they could give me or another sign that they could give me to let me know that they were around, okay? But even though I wasn't close to that family member, it's still good to know that their family was waiting for them as they crossed over, okay? Um, you know, 
that's, you know, isn't that the one thing that we always want to know? We want to know that we're not going to be on our own. And that's, you know, what spirit come across and tell me time and again was their fear. You know, would they be on their own? Would they have somebody with them? All this kind of stuff. Okay. So the third one I want to talk about is sensing a presence. Okay. So feeling the energy of um, spirit is known as clear sentience. Okay. Clear senses or clear feeling. Okay. It's feeling the energy of spirit. Um, now, you know, it can be emotional. It can be feeling something about them. You know, you can feel sad because they're sad, excited because, you know, they're excited or you feel excited for them. Sometimes you feel this. I feel, I should say, the sickness um, or whatever they felt when they were passing over. Okay. This is a big part of my mediumship. Okay. But it's something that all of us can feel. We all feel it around us. Um, because I wouldn't believe me. I wouldn't believe you if you told me at some point that you've never got the feeling that someone's been watching you. Okay. Um, I think we all feel the weight of eyes on our back, don't we? Okay. We feel the energy of a presence around us, whether it's physical or whether it's spiritual. And I think, you know, if we were to be honest with ourselves, we would all be able to say that we felt it a lot more than we have necessarily um, admitted to ourselves or to others. Okay. But in my opinion, this is one of the easiest ways to get information or communication from spirit. And it's what I start teaching, you know, in the first lesson, whenever I do a mentorship program. Okay. It's always about your feeling, what you feel. You know, do I feel male or female? Do I feel young or old? Do I feel, um, you know, that they left suddenly or um, that there was illness before they passed? So it's everything that I feel from somebody. I feel like I want to give the person that I'm reading for a hug. I want to give them advice. So it's everything that I feel, okay? So um, in order to communicate with spirit um, this way, through the feeling, okay, it's, al it's always important first to acknowledge how we ourselves are feeling. And this is why you'll find that mediums talk a lot about meditating, okay? We use the term meditating or sometimes sitting in the power. And it's to try and find the difference between the energy of spirit and our own energy because it's the gap between them that is the information that we're getting for, from them. Okay, so it's the difference between how I feel before I connect with spirit and what I feel when I connect with spirit. So, for example, if I'm doing a mediumship reading, but I know that I have a toothache or a backache or something before I go into the reading, you know, then spirit will have to find a different way to let me know that they also suffered with their back or, you know, that they had an issue with their teeth or their false teeth, whatever. Okay, because um, that's already in my energy. So it's the difference between what I felt before the reading and what I felt feel in the reading. That is what I'm getting from spirit. And I know you're listening and you're thinking this sounds complicated, but I promise you it's not. Okay, it's just being in tune with yourself enough so that you can identify what you are being given by spirit. Okay. So the fourth one here is feeling a touch. Okay. So this is feeling an energy. When you feel an energy, it's like something, you know, the one I was just talking about a minute ago. When you feel an energy, you, um, you're feeling yourself. Like, it's like, I feel sick. I feel hot. I feel cold. Um, you know, all these things that, you know, emotionally you feel, okay? But um, what I'm talking about in this one, you know, feeling the touch of somebody. So it's actually feeling something from someone. Whether you feel someone putting their arm around you, whether you feel someone playing with your hair, tapping you on the shoulder, holding your hand. So you're feeling a physical touch, okay? So this isn't necessarily as common as other ones. Okay, people may feel someone sitting on the bed and sense that there is somebody there, but feeling them actually, you know, maybe put their hand on your leg or put their arm around you or, you know, touch your hair or whatever. That's different. And it's an extremely personal um, form of communication. Okay, so when you feel somebody reach out and physically touch you, okay, and I'm talking about a spirit person, not a, a living person. But these are feelings of affection, support, reassurance, all this kind of stuff. Okay. So for example, um, a few years back, 
I've talked before about the fact that my husband and I lost six uh, babies and um, I came home from hospital after um, a miscarriage and um, I had an infection and I was feeling really sick. I was feeling down, of course, as well, but I was feeling really, really sick and um, I was in bed and um, we had um, our other son, but he was at my sister's and my husband was gone to work and um, I was just feeling really sorry for myself. I won't lie. And I had asked my husband to stay at home that day and he couldn't. And, you know, and the, like any husband, the business will completely close down if you miss a day's work. So I get it. So anyway, um, I had taken painkillers and whatever. And I remember waking up and it was really bright and it was, I think it was, it was about lunchtime. I just sensed it was about lunchtime. I didn't look at the clock or anything, but the sun was like quite high in the sky. And um, I was just feeling miserable, you know, and I was as weak as a kitten. I couldn't even get myself a drink of water. And um, I, I remember hearing the front door open and close. And then I heard footsteps on the stairs. And, you know, when you're sick and, you know, it sounds awful, but I was like in bed and I was covered in sweat and I had a fever and I was crying and I was miserable and the bedroom door opened and I felt somebody sit on the bed and um, they put their arm around me and hugged me. You know, like, um, you know, when someone lies behind you, like my husband would lie beside me, kind of or behind me on the bed and put his arm around me and pull me uh, in for a hug or whatever. And... And this is kind of what it was like. And I just, I remember saying, you came home. I thought he'd come home early because he knew I wasn't feeling well. And in that second, I just fell straight back asleep. And I woke up, the next time I woke up, it was getting dark. And um, I was lying there and I felt bad again because I needed to take more medication. But, you know, I just couldn't move. And... Next thing I heard the front door open and close and I felt, heard the footsteps on the stairs again and the bedroom door opened and then the bed went down and um, I felt a hand on my shoulder and I said to my husband, did you go back to work this afternoon? And he was like, what? And I said, did you come home at lunchtime? And he was like, no. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so... I suppose I was too sick to think about it at the time or even start a conversation. I just assumed it was my husband and I fell straight back asleep. But I just needed the reassurance to know that I wasn't on my own. And someone from Spirit had come and just gave me the big hug that I needed to cuddle me back to sleep. And I slept all afternoon. Okay, so that physical touch, sometimes it's just what we need. And I have had, you know, spirit come back and say to me and um, I was doing a reading for somebody there not so long ago and um, I was connected with this person's father and he was talking a lot about, um, you know, their mother, his wife, that uh, was still alive here. But he said to he said to me in the reading that he was consistently with um, his wife, who had been suffering some ill health, and he said to me that he, he held her left hand, that he'd always sit beside her and hold her left hand. And the person that I was reading for just went, because oh, the mother actually had a bit of dementia and um, she kept putting out her left hand. And they were wondering, why does she keep stretching out her left hand? But it was because she could feel her husband holding her left hand. So he was letting her know that he was there for her. Okay, so this physical touch and, you know, don't um, don't ignore it. Okay, acknowledge it when it happens, um, because it is one of the most personal ways. Um, and sometimes it doesn't, you know, sometimes, um, you know, from talking to people, they don't always, you know, get that it is, you know, the touch of someone from spirit. Because, you know, sometimes maybe we can feel a breeze across the side of our face. But then in a reading spirit will acknowledge that they're consistently rubbing their hand down the left side or the right side or across the forehead of somebody. And, um, you know, they're saying, well, I feel a breeze there sometimes, you know. So sometimes it doesn't necessarily feel like someone is, you know, giving you a physical touch. But they can do it, you know, and they do when they know that we really need it. Okay.
So number five is a visual appearance, okay? So many of us hang out for a sign like this, okay? Because there's nothing like seeing a physical vision of your loved one, okay? So now, a visual appearance of spirit doesn't have to be seeing your loved one standing in front of you, okay? It can, okay? But, you know, it's rare enough should I say rare? Maybe not as common, not necessarily rare, but not as common for someone to say, I saw their complete body standing in front of me. Okay, that does happen. But sometimes people can say that they just saw their face. Okay, or they just saw a shadow, you know, or they saw an orb. So it's any physical manifestation of energy. Okay, so any anything you can see, okay, is clairvoyance um again i'm talking about the seven clairs so check out episode two if you're not uh, not aware of all the different um clairs of mediumship so clairvoyance is means clear seeing and it's seeing spirit okay so as a clairvoyant medium i see spirit but not always okay because it's not necessary for a connection but i do understand that it's an amazing way to get confirmation of life after death Okay, so when I was a little girl, I always saw spirit around, okay? Because we have no logical or, you know, we, we don't think when we're a child that this is different and we think that everybody can see what we can see. So um, we don't think about it too much. So I would have seen an awful lot from spirit. Now I still do, you know, but to see a physical vision of someone, you know, for them to manifest it in the way that you can see it and recognize it, okay um like not necessarily the orb or the shadow but for them to manifest a vision of exactly how they looked before they passed you know something that you will recognize that takes so much energy for them okay and that's why when we see it generally it's a fleeting vision okay it lasts seconds but it's real and it does happen okay it's not so usual for them to do this during a mediumship reading okay um because they need to keep their energy for communication okay um because if somebody was to manifest a vision of themselves at the beginning of a mediumship reading they'd be gone within 20 or 30 seconds and all their energy would be depleted and that would be the sum total of your reading okay but we want to talk about them so they tend talk to them about what they've been going through so they tend to keep their energy for the communication okay it is possible for them to do okay and it's usually um a way that they use to show you that they're still here okay um but if you're someone who's been for a reading with me or has watched me give a demonstration or something you'll see that it's quite often that i close my eyes okay because clairvoyance also incorporates when you're seeing a vision in your mind you know when they put pictures and thoughts and that into your head that's still clairvoyance Okay, just in a different way. And it's easier for them to communicate in this way. Okay. But if you're looking for the physical signs from spirit, remember this. Um, energy from spirit will always come in from your sides. Okay. It always comes in from left or right. It never comes from the front. Okay. Um, it's just the way it works. It's normally psychic comes in from the front and mediumship comes in from the sides. So you will have had times when you'll be going about your business and you might see a shadow or a light here at the sides in your peripheral vision. Okay. This is the energy of your loved one coming into your energy. Okay. So it can be a dark shadow. It can be a waterfall kind of thing. It can be a bright white light or something. Okay. But when we see this, what we do is we jump because we get a fright. Okay. And immediately, boom, we down the shutters come and we shut down our energy okay and then they can't come in because we've shut down our energy so it's about being open to this so as you get more used to experiencing it and welcoming it in then you'll see it more okay so you need to tell your loved ones i'm ready now i'm ready for that sign okay and just try and make yourself aware you're going to jump the first few times it happens a hundred percent okay but um, the more it happens, the less you'll jump and the more you'll get from them, okay? So seeing a shadow or a light or an orb or whatever, it's no less um, a mediumistic experience as seeing a physical manifestation of how your loved one looked before they passed over, okay? So don't forget 
that they don't look the same way anymore. They no longer have a physical body. So their energy has a different appearance. However, in my experience, we always recognize our loved ones, always and ever. Okay, we recognize it because yes, we can acknowledge that we're seeing this, but we also get a feeling from it. We get a warmth, you know, we get the love, you know, um, there's just so many different ways um, or so many different senses, I suppose, that the visual will ignite in us um, that, you know, we have no doubt. I can remember um, it was only like two or three days after Kevin died because it was over his funeral and we were in the house what we call the home house it was my grandparents house that he had been left after my grandfather's death and um we were in the house and it was late at night it was a typical Irish wake <laughs> we were there all night and um, at some hour Kevin's face just appeared in the window it was in what we called the back kitchen what it probably be called the utility room these days and um just it was like he was standing outside and he just had his face pressed up against the window. And this would, would have been something that he would have done in life. You know, he was always joking around. So if somebody was at the sink, he nearly, you know, press his face against the window to, you know, to give you a fright. But, you know, we all saw his face at the window really, really clearly. So he was around and he gave us that physical manifestation so that we knew that he was there with us. Okay. So number six is visions of life after death. Okay, so this follows on from what we've just been talking about because it is a vision. Okay, but sometimes we don't see a vision of our loved ones in our environment. Okay, so like I was just talking about Kevin with his, um, you know, his face pressed up against the, the glass of the back door. Um, sometimes it can happen where we see a vision of our loved ones in their new environment. Okay, with their loved ones around them. And this is generally how my visions of them work when I'm doing readings. They show me where they are and who they're with because they're trying to console us and let us know that they're okay. That's what the reading's all about. We need to know that they're okay. We need to know that they're no longer sick or suffering. And therefore, it's important for us to see them in their new environment. Okay. Now, you don't have to be a working medium to see this. People have acknowledged to me many times over the years that they often get a glimpse or an image of their loved ones in this way okay either as a thought in their head or as an image overlaid in front of them or even in a dream all of these are valid ways of getting this message from your loved ones this is just you know this is just them saying this is where i am now this is who i'm with i'm not sick in a bed anymore you know i'm being loved you know i'm being looked after i'm able to come and visit you so it it's them just letting us know that everything is now okay for them. Okay, and this is also a common vision for people who are ready to leave life. Okay, they see what they're going to. Um, and we call these deathbed visions, and I did a completely separate episode on this. It's called Visions of Death, and it was episode 24. So again, I know I'm talking about the links in the description box attached. I'll also put this one, okay? Um, if you haven't listened to this, it's totally um, about visions um, of death and I spoke about the book um, a particular book that you can buy um, so I'll put the link to the episode in the description box attached here but the link to the book and everything will be on the original episode okay so it's episode 24 visions of death okay and I've spoke a lot about um, what's his name that started Apple I can't think of it now off the top of my head uh, Steve Jobs okay um, so if you Google Steve Jobs um, deathbed quote um, or something like that, but um, in short, his sister who he'd only reunited with in adult life, I think they were both adopted and um, they were very close and she was with him. And, you know, like anybody with cancer, they go in and out of consciousness. They don't speak a lot in their final few days. But just in those last few moments, she wrote about it. Um, I think she's a reporter for The New York Times or something like that. And um, he just looked past her and she said, there was nothing behind me, just a wall. And he just looked over her shoulder and he just said, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. And then he was gone. OK, so whatever he could see, people waiting for him, the spirit world, whatever, 
he just said oh wow three times um and they were his last words so google that that's a, another way um of us knowing and getting validation but do listen to the other episode because i've talked about lots of examples that i got from the book and um you, you know if you're a reader please read that book it's just one of the best books on afterlife that i've ever read okay so number seven is dream visits okay we talk about this a lot i know but it is so common so we call it dream visits but it can also be just as we're falling asleep or just as we're waking up okay and i've spoke about this many 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 times and as i've said in the past the easiest time for spirit to communicate with us is when we're asleep or in bed because it's the only time that we're relaxed enough for them to come into our energy okay because as we're going about our daily lives or daily business our mind is full of the things that we need to do in that day and therefore there's no room for spirit to come into our energy to communicate with us so it's only when we're in bed or asleep that they're able to penetrate the energy around us and install themselves in our thoughts or our visions okay it's the only time so this is such a common way for people to receive communication from their loved ones but it's not always easy to know if you have just been dreaming about them and your memories of them or your time with them or if they have actually been if or if you've actually been communicating with them in your sleep okay um the dream visits usually leave us with a sense of peace okay because we know that they're still around us but the rule of thumb in knowing whether they were actually there with you or if you were just dreaming about your memories of them okay so the rule of thumb is that if you wake up feeling exhausted okay after a dream where you've dreamt about them okay and i'm going to say dream in inverted commas okay because it's not actually a dream when they're communicating with you but if you feel exhausted when you wake up then you know that you've actually been communicating with them because your energy was used up with the communication instead of resting okay whereas if you wake up rested and content then you know that you've just been dreaming about them and the memories that you have of them so it's like you know you were just pulling out all these old memories you your your mind if you like was reassuring you that you know this person was here they were real they were part of your life they're still part of your life okay but when they're coming through and telling you something because your energy is active when you're supposed to be sleeping your your, your body doesn't get that rest that it needs so you generally wake up completely exhausted okay and that's how i tell the difference because i do have just dreams where i'm dreaming about them but then i have dreams where i'm communicating with them as well okay number eight you could tell me about this one uh we've got the signs the butterflies the rainbows the birds you know um, and everyone i've ever spoken to about signs from spirit has mentioned a sign like this okay butterflies for me they've been a huge personal sign for me over the years and you know i've mentioned in the past i'm sorry to keep using myself as example an example but you know i don't have anybody here to talk to so um i've mentioned before about a butterfly appearing in my house on christmas day so this particular christmas day i didn't get to visit my loved one's grave okay as i came out of mass it's not really the tradition we go to mass in the morning then we visit the graveyard on the way home and then we go home you know and open presents and get dinner and whatever but as i was coming out of mass that particular morning my sister rang me and she said that she was at the house with her kids and they had presents for my kids and whatever so we had to go straight home and i was feeling really guilty that i didn't get to go to the graveyard because you know by the time the visiting was over we had to do the dinner and whatever and you know it's not bright for long on christmas day so just as i was dishing up the dinner a butterfly appeared okay and sat beside my dinner plate okay they sat right beside my place setting at the table you know all through starter main course dessert tea it didn't move it was only after i don't know how long it took us you know 90 minutes two hours to get through all that and it was only after all of that um when we got up to leave the table to move into the living room to relax then the butterfly moved it flew a couple of times around me and then it just disappeared it was just gone like that okay so i know 
that this was somebody letting me know that they were with me, that they weren't at the graveyard, you know, that they were around me. Um, because, and you know, um, at the time of recording this podcast too, um, it's just been my granny's first anniversary. She passed in July of 2021. Um, and so, you know, we just had her anniversary at the weekend and, you know, we went into the graveyard obviously and, you know, we were feeling a little bit low, but I was saying to, you know, my relatives as we were walking out, I was saying, you know, she, she's not in there. She's there now because she came with us to visit, but she's with us at home. You know, she's with us when we're in the car. She's with us, you know, my kids when they're at school or whatever, you know, so they're around us. They're in our energy, not at the graveyard or, you know, um, wherever you spread the ashes or whatever. They're not there. Okay. So, the butterflies, the robins, the cardinals, the rainbows, you know, these are all signs that spirit are just saying to you, I know you're thinking about me. I'm thinking about you too. Or I'm here. I haven't forgotten about this. You know, I haven't forgotten that it's your birthday or, you know, it's Valentine's Day. I wanted to let you know that I still love you. Um, You know, it's my birthday. Um, You know, all these different things, whatever it may be. I mean, the reason for the sign would be very personal to you. But the signs are things that people talk about a lot. So in Ireland, you know, the UK would be a robin. In the US, I know people have, they have cardinals, um, which is like a robin. It's just um, a massive version of the little robins that we have here. Um, You know, so there's lots of different signs that you can get, but it's just the way of letting you know. Now, I went to see a medium in Limerick years ago. And um, just to show you how personal these signs are, um, it was years ago, I'm trying to think, gosh, I don't know, it must be maybe, we're 2022 now, so it must have been maybe around 2005, maybe, I'm trying to think. And um, it was Colin Fry, God rest his soul, he's passed since, and he had a lady with him called TJ Higgs, who I've worked with several times since. She's an amazing medium. And um, so Colin um, did some mediumship and then TJ, she came on the stage and she was talking about this son and she was talking about how he'd passed and she gave all this information. And it was a huge auditorium. It was down in University of Limerick and um, nobody put up their hand. Nobody was taking this message. And um, she gave some more information, very specific information. And still nobody put up their hand. And she said, well, this isn't making for a very good demonstration of mediumship. She said, so if nobody will take this message, she said, I'm going to move on. And at that moment, like if you can imagine, this is um, maybe some of you have been to the University of Limerick, but it's a massive auditorium. The, the ceiling is really high. You know, one of these places where you can see all the pipes and the wiring up on, on the ceiling, which is huge. And um, we could all see it. It was like the spotlight went to this feather that just fell out of nowhere. Okay, it didn't even come the whole way down. It just seemed to be like someone had plucked it from somewhere and thrown it up in the air and then it slowly came down into the audience, but it was within the spotlight. And the whole audience kind of went, oh, like that. And TJ just said, she said, look now, she said, I'm gonna go on from this guy. She said, but he's just given us a feather. She said, so the feather must be uh, personal to somebody. So hand went up. And this girl stood up and she said, I think it might be my brother. And TJ said to her, okay, she said, but he told me he wanted to speak to his mother. And she said, yeah, my mom is here. She's beside me. She was just too shy to stand up. So TJ said, don't be shy. She said, please stand up. Your son is here. And when the lady stood up, she had like um, a jacket on her that like had a feather collar around it. I say like a feather boa, but it wasn't a boa. It was just, you know, the color of whatever jacket she was wearing. And um, everybody, you could hear everybody go again. Because literally this boy had just taken a feather from her jacket and thrown it down in the spotlight where everybody could see it, you know, because he needed her to know that he was okay. Okay, so feathers again are a beautiful sign. And I still have the feather um, the night that Granny left, July 31st of July 2021 um she literally had just gone a few minutes 
and um, I was going out to the front door to meet the priest who was coming up to um, bless her. And um, as I opened the door to the hallway, right in the center of the hallway in front of me was a little feather. And now, if you know how meticulous Granny was about the house, that floor was scrubbed every single day. It wasn't that stuff was being walked in. And, and actually, uh, we always used the back door anyway. It was a typical Irish household. But um, we were waiting for the priest and I was going out to the front door. So there was a feather right in the centre of the hallway um, as I was walking out to the front door. So immediately, just within a few minutes of her leaving, she'd left us a sign. You know, so these signs are always personal. You know, they're always, you know, meaningful in that, you know, it's the, the date or the day or what's going on around you. Okay. But these are so personal and, you know, I know that everybody listening to this now is going to be nodding their head and saying, yeah, yeah, I've had that or whatever. Okay. So there's eight of the most common ways from my experience that people talk to me about, you know, what they've experienced or what they've gotten from their loved ones in spirit. So I hope that this opens up your thinking a little bit that, you know, if you've always got maybe robins or butterflies, which there's nothing wrong with. Okay, ask your loved ones to give you a sign in one of the other ways. Okay, always challenge yourself because, you know, the more you do, the more you'll experience, the more you'll get from them because there's only so much they can, like a sign is a sign, a feather, a robin or whatever, but they can't tell us anything. They can tell us stuff in a dream, you know, with a cuddle, you know, by what they show us. Okay, so don't be afraid to ask your loved ones to give you a different sign, something, you know, out of the usual. Give them 24 to 48 hours to get it to you, but ask them for something different. Okay, so I hope that's helped you guys. Thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode. And until then, take care and stay safe. Discussing everything about the afterlife.